This week on Country Fried Rock, I'm talking with the frontman of Golden Eels, a psychedelic pop project out of Athens, Georgia, fronted by Neil Golden. Golden is a guy I first came to know about when he was playing for Elf Power out of Athens, Georgia, looped him into my world. My guest today on Country Fried Rock is Neil Golden of Golden Eels. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've known of your playing for a while, but we don't really know each other, so I don't really know a whole lot about you. Someone told me that you're actually from South Carolina originally. Yeah, I grew up in South Carolina. It's been the update, the Piedmont area. Oh, pretty. Close to Greenwood, South Carolina, in a small town called Ware Souls. So somehow you ended up in Athens. Yeah, I went to college in Greenwood, South Carolina, and then I wore that town out, or that, that town <laughs> wore me out. A band I was in at the time moved all together to Athens, Georgia, except the bass player. We, we wish he would have moved. We probably would have kept playing. He stayed behind. You've played with or for or on records for tons of bands that we haven't necessarily featured, but whose music we've played on the show over the years. What actually led up to where you are now? What I did not realize was a debut record. Since I moved to Athens, I you know, ran into a bunch of great bands that needed keyboard work, and uh, that's what I do best. So I played with all those bands, toured, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the whole time, uh, I'd had some of these songs I'd had for years before mm-hmm. that even. I always wanted to record them, but I was so busy with work or other bands that I'd watch TV and, and stuff instead of recording <laughs> those songs. That was really my main goal the whole time. Like, in the back of my mind, that's what I was always thinking about wanting to do with this record. Finally, uh, beginning of this year, I just said, that's enough time to get it done. So I really got motivated and uh, set myself a deadline. And uh, otherwise, you could work on a record for the rest of your life if you wanted to. Got it done and got it out there as far as I could. What led to actually recording it? Where did you go and how did you make that work? I guess I've been playing uh, these songs with a, a band we called ourselves Golden Brown. And we'd play a show a year probably, at maybe two a year at most. We recorded drums back in 2012, drums and bass with a friend's studio who's got a really great studio here. And you know how a lot of people do it. They take the basic drums and uh, take them home with them, you know, and record mm-hmm. everything else. That was the plan, and we we do that occasionally. And uh, I don't know, we'd play a show and get motivated, and then I'd go on tour with somebody else or go, you know, fall off the stop. You know, I somehow get distracted. Most of the other stuff that isn't bass and drums I did in uh, my bedroom. So I'd have, you know, the band come in there with the amps or the backup vocals or whatever, and I'd do that there, you know. Who are the main folks that helped you make that happen? The guy's studio, is his name is Kyle Spence. You know, he's been all over the place, too. He's got my favorite, favorite years in the southeast and probably the world, as far as that goes. The band was um, a couple of rhythm section guys I'd met in another band. I sort of stole them. And the guitarist is a well-known in some places. Uh, he's in a band called Harvey Milk. He's a uh, Creston. The rhythm section's really tight. Just all worked out, worked well. How did working with those same folks in different capacities impact what you ended up doing? It's hard to say. I know it did impact it. I played bass in one of Creston's bands, mm-hmm. and I played uh, keyboard in the other band with the other guys, and I'm glad it happened. What was your goal with getting the songs finally completed? Because it's a long stretch of time from when some of them were originally written. I thought these songs were really came from somewhere special uh, other than me, maybe, or felt magical or something. And uh, I just wanted to get them documented for, for me and for, you know, whoever might want to listen to them eventually down the road. Yeah, I don't know. There wasn't a real goal. I didn't have time for goals. I just had, I knew I had to do it. How has that been working in getting the music out to people in different ways? Well, 
it's hard to say how the, what the best way to release a record is now. I <laughs> I see Spotify gets a lot of plays and all that stuff, but uh, I really made a, a ton of copies of all sorts. Like I had some evolutions of the homemade thing, and now I need to send you one of the newest that they look pretty cool. I passed those out all over town. Whoever I thought you'll see people every day that you know or that you know that would might be interested, mm-hmm. and you just while you're working, you might say, "Hey, here you go." So I passed out hundreds of those around town and uh, and mailed them out all over the place. So mailed out 500 or so to different places, wow. et cetera. Just yeah, it was quite a it was op- secretarial uh, operation. It, it's fun to have a to be occupied, but then you. It's overwhelmed, you know, but the uh, assembly line kind of uh, madness is doing pretty well. How is live working for you? Are you playing shows in Athens? I play one every couple of months here in Athens. We played at the Cloud Recordings Fest. Oh, which yeah. Is, yeah, the, John Fernandez is a good friend, and he uh, throws that every year. Old Smokey, so I real... think, played that one. Oh, yeah, we played with them, too. We played with them a month before. We played with them and Marshmallow Coast at the 40 Watt, oh, and that cool. was a great night. I'd like to get it out on the road, but I think we might make another record first, take it out with some more material. And You said that some of these songs have been with you for a long period of time, and some of them are newer. How does that work for you now that you've kind of gotten on this role of putting yourself on that deadline and getting that record out and already looking to the next? It's hard to rush the writing, which is you know the most fun part, probably, if I had to pick. It's hard to try to rush that part of it, but staying at it. Because it's easy to get away from it, too. So mm-hmm. staying at it and just seeing what comes and not expecting much, but not trying to set expectations too high. Collecting what comes along, never know. Do you have a sound in your head that you're wanting to fill out? I don't even know. I have, I have a really wide uh, range of influences, I guess. I'm not sure what's going to come. I've written some things. They're not complete songs, but they're ideas. And they sound similar to the old stuff, but I'd have to play it for you to, to <laughs> show you. There's definitely influences from a lot of bands I played with. The uh, Elf Power, you know, part of that whole Elf Six, and that, that's certainly the psych, psych side of things. Loved a lot of those records. Even a little bit of country, especially living down here. The real country is... Uh, about as good as it gets if you listen to the old stuff. George Jones and, uh, you know, all those guys. I don't know, they were really underground when they were starting out, you know, genre-wise. But then it became a became a big thing. Played with Shauna and them recently, and that was great to be on the road with them. And uh, I don't know all the bands I played with. I played with the, the first band was called The Glands. When I moved to town, they, they needed a keyboardist, so that was just jumping right into it with going on the road across the whole country, you know. I know you've heard some of their teams, but maybe your listeners haven't checked out the Glam. They really have some great records. Saturday night, we played a lot of covers with a bunch of friends that we play about once a year. We have a singer who's just amazing and the most entertaining guy on stage you can imagine. And my drummer friend picks out songs that would be hilarious for him to sing. Mm-hmm. So we just, uh, we learned a bunch of, uh, give it away, give it away, give Excellent. it away. <laughs> and Will Phillips and everything else. But we just play these songs once. We have a different band name every show. We got some funny band names. The last one was Viagra Falls was our band name. I saw that picture with the fish and I was like, what <laughs> yeah. is this? It was insane. It was just, I'm still trying to trying to figure out what happened. Digging one off shows. Well, so what surprised you with getting this record out to people? It's all a surprise, really. I guess you don't. You never know what what can happen. I didn't know what to expect. Or around town, people seem to like it, and that, that surprised me. The shows have been real good. I don't know. I can't keep up. I can't. I don't know what's happening. Is the band a fixed band, or is it whoever's available at any given time? It's been a fixed band. 
We had some other people do some special roles on the record. I'd like to get them to do it live, too. I've got a girlfriend. She sang uh, on the song called Human Heart Attack, and she uh, sang one show with us, and that was great. My dad played on one track, guitar. I don't know. Oh, that's neat. I should get him to come to town. And then we had another guitarist from the Glands play Lap Steel, and mm-hmm. he just, he on Human Heart Attack also, and it, he melded really well with uh, our guitarist, Kristen. It was mm-hmm. just crazy the way that mixed together. As far as six band, I guess if we ever took it on the road, I guess some of these guys have families and jobs. I don't know. They could go first. They wanted to, but I bet they might then wouldn't. We'd have to find somebody else. But uh, <laughs> so then it wouldn't be fixed. But as long as we're in town. Well, so do y'all have anything in store in the next few months or so? The uh, the drummer is getting married in March. I might just chill out, and try to write, let him get married and settled, and then hopefully start recording again in the summer, maybe. I got a little home studio, and I'll uh, try to do some demos, and maybe maybe even write some with the guys. We talked about that. We'll make it more of a band thing this time too, because uh, Preston is just—he's written some stuff, and he's got good ideas. So that could be a different kind of record too, which is always good. I really like the record. It's fun. It's poppier than most things that I cover, but I mean that in a good way because I've listened to the whole album through several times. And thank you, thank you. <laughs> That's one thing I think maybe makes it a little different. Is that it took so long to write these songs that maybe maybe they all come together to make a record instead of just some great songs. If you, you know, a lot of people stack it front heavy with the best songs. Can't blame them. They're making tons of records. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, this is Neil Golden of Golden Eels. Stop by goldeneels.com to check us out. If you want to hear our new record, Periscopes in the Air, check us out on Bandcamp or iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. Hey, y'all, this is Sloane Spencer from Country Fried Rock. Back when Country Fried Rock started, I was using one of the early online radio streaming services to share some music I like and some conversations with songwriters who I thought you needed to know. I didn't even know what a podcast was. And by the time we rolled that out, things went crazy. Early on, I made a wish list of what I hoped Country Fried Rock would be. And over this last year, I'm going to try not to cry, we did it. So here we are. We're kind of at that stage where we need to sustain ourselves and we need your help to do it. We don't really want to sell out to corporate interests, but frankly, if their money's green, we'll talk. The one thing I don't want to do is compromise the decision making. It's let us feature musicians who headline major music festivals to brilliant talents who've never toured. To me, the music matters, and I appreciate you letting me share it with you. So I need your help. Got some fun ways to do it. Go to countryfriedrock.bandcamp.com. Toss a few dollars a month hour away. Got an option for you to get your name in a program. Might even be a great way to celebrate some family events like a kid's first concert or something else real important. For those of you who can spare a few extra dollars where I'll send you CDs from my catalog, koozies and t-shirts that people send along, posters I've got. I've even got a rubber monkey that I'll send along. Seriously, rubber monkey. I mean, really, what more could you ask for? We appreciate you. Thanks for joining our community. It's countryfriedrock.bandcamp.com. Country Fried Rock is a listener-supported program. You make it happen. Thank you. Our 2016 bed music is from the Flat Duo Jets, a live version off of the Athens, Georgia Inside Out compilation. Our Country Fried Rock stinger is from Steve Soto and the Twisted Hearts. Country Fried Rock is distributed to radio stations via PRX, the public radio exchange, at prx.org. Select episodes are also available via Airplay Direct at airplaydirect.com. Country Fried Rock is copyright 2016 by Lilypad Productions, DBA Country Fried Rock. All rights reserved. Have a heap and helping us some Country Fried Rock.